Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Ricky. Welcome to the Demand Gen Daily Podcast. Episode two. So last episode, we talked high level about lifetime value versus customer acquisition cost, how the model works, and we're going to get into it a little bit more today. So to quickly recap, value is your revenue minus variable cost. So if your contribution margin is 80% and you sold something for a dollar, that means that you keep 80 cents. That's the single purchase then you multiply by the number of purchases your average customer has in their lifetime. That's lifetime value. Customer acquisition cost, all the costs associated with acquiring a customer. So whether those be media, whether that be marketing, staff, agency costs, salespeople costs, it's the whole thing, all in. And then you're looking for what's the ratio between the two. So how many times LTV to CAC do you have? really at a high level. But we wanted to get into today just talking about one thing, which is lifetime value by itself, right? So we really need to break this down. So we know the formula for LTV and there's three primary elements to LTV. And the first one is frequency of purchase. So like the number of times somebody buys from your company, right? That's frequency of purchase. Number two, you can influence average purchase size, right? Whether what's your average order value? Is it $30 per session? Is it a hundred dollars per session? You know, what elements can affect that? And then lastly, contribution margin, because remember the formula revenue times contribution margin. So if you can lower your direct costs to whatever you're selling, that means that you keep more, which makes your lifetime value greater. So again, to summarize those three elements, frequency of purchase, average purchase size, and then your contribution margin. We're going to get into these three things, break them down, have all conversations. Ricky, let's start off with frequency of purchase. Sounds good. I mean, this one is probably the most intuitive. It's literally like how many times is somebody buying your product? There are some products out there that are the one-time purchase where maybe the product lasts such a long time that you don't expect the client to be purchasing more than one in a lifetime. But for most products, there is some sort of repurchase involved. So frequency of purchase is the number one. And so that breaks down to things like retention. If the product and the experience are good, you're going to retain your customers. They're going to want to purchase it again. And that comes down to really the experience overall of the product or service, if it's a service. And then secondly, tied into retention is brand loyalty. So what's the overall brand? Does it? How does it resonate with people? When you're buying something like toothpaste, for example, there's a lot of similarities between the products. And so a lot of it comes down to brand. What's the marketing like? What's the branding like? How does that resonate with the customers? And that's going to increase your frequency if your brand has higher loyalty. Um, a couple other ones are subscriptions. If you 
Uh, I've seen subscriptions with online products such as subscription boxes, those sorts of things, or things like services, Netflix, etc. When you have a subscription, generally you have you have a much higher frequency of purchase. Depends how long the subscription is for. If it's ongoing or if it's for a fixed amount of time, and then you consider each month essentially. I mean, it's still one purchase, but it's increasing the overall revenue. And then sales discounts. You could have promotion. Maybe you have customers that are on your email list and you're running a promotion to bring them back. Maybe they've had one purchase. You want to bring them back for another purchase. You can do that through an incentive like a sales discount. So those are all some examples of ways to increase your frequency of purchase. Yeah. So, I mean, the one actual example, like real life example that I can give you of this is actually, um, you know, back in the day, the internet day in terms of the internet was around, but it wasn't a driving force of sales quite yet. It's actually Beachcomber. The story goes like very early on in that product life cycle, there was a, there was this woman that was running that brand and uh, they were installing things like hot tubs in their people's backyards. And so she came up with this idea of on delivery, they would send an extra person to come deliver and set this thing up. And instead of having two people just getting this thing into the backyard, et cetera, the third person's job was to talk to the customer and bring this checklist. And they would basically go around like saying, Oh, do they have a, do they have a barbecue? Do they have this furniture? They basically had this checklist of all these things and they would check off all the things that they didn't have. And then they would actually market to through mail and other things in order to sell them all the items from their backyard that they were missing to round out like that backyard living experience. It basically skyrocketed the sales of this company and it's all around frequency of purchase because they were like, well, yes, we're getting this one big purchase in, but what if we could sell them a whole bunch of other stuff over time? And now we know exactly the things that they're missing, right? So anytime there was an installation or some kind of delivery, there was this extra person that would show up. What are they still missing in their backyard? What else can we sell them and like really drive up that frequency of purchase. The next item, average purchase kick us off here with price increase, right? So if you increase your price, your average order value, your average purchase size is going to go up. Yeah. And then some additional ones, you could be adding additional product lines. So, you know, if you've got a customer and you're now selling them multiple product lines versus just the one product line, you're going to increase your revenue. Another way is free shipping, driving up the the required amount of an order to get free shipping generally is your average order value, your cart value. Um, There's also bundling a little bit similar to what Nick was talking about. If you've got a basket of goods versus selling one product, if you're selling in a marketplace, maybe you're selling 20 products. Amazon does this very well. They have the add-on items because what they're trying to do is they're, they're trying to increase the cart. They're trying to add to the bundle. So there's lots of different ways that you can add incentives to create bundles and additional add-ons to the core product as well. If you're buying a vehicle, let's say you're buying a new Tesla, do you want the the nice tires or rims? And there's all these additional packages of things you can add on to the vehicle when you're making the purchase. Yeah. And then the last item is contribution margin. So What's the contribution margin of what you're selling? And obviously the higher, the better. So any way you can lower cost of goods sold. So if you're producing something, if you produce more of it, usually there's some sort of scale of economy on your raw parts because you're buying more. Again, increasing price works here as well because you're increasing your contribution margin and like general operational efficiency. So how efficiently your company runs. So yeah, those are the primary three factors that affect 
lifetime value, quick recap, frequency of purchase, average purchase price, and contribution margin. Until next time.